I just want you all to know how much it means to us that you're all here. Thanks to mom and dad. Beautiful. Just a perfect day. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy food and help us to do our part with kind words and loving deeds. Amen. Amen. It gets dark, we go home. Rifling through your abandoned car. All right, let's intro it and talk about some horror movie stuff. All right, I want to interrupt again. Now you can interrupt all (laughs) the... That's the only good bit. Yeah, it's the best parts of the show. (laughs) Yeah, let's introduce this. All right, listeners, you are listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we three friends get together virtually until safe to do otherwise, and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. We first talk about Recently Watched, which we try not to spoil. We're not professional critics, duh. And uh, we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song Intro Creature Features at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, or you could buy it digitally and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon-Rays. And um, guys, we're not professional critics, but we draw stuff, and... uh, that means uh, if we ever get paid for it, we're technically professional drawers of stuff. <laughs> That's what people sure. who don't draw call, you're a good drawer. Yeah. Is that a word? <laughs> Jolene, I like your background. You got a Zoom background of a haunted house. Oh, yeah. That's a Scooby-Doo background. Oh! say, is that Scooby-Doo? Just before the bats come flying out of the belfry. Yep. Yep. That's Scooby-Doo, exactly where are you? It. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, as advertised, we talk about recently watched. Do either one of you want to start it? Well, as I, I'll go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Will. Um, as I mentioned last week, uh, we've decided to come up uh, with a theme for every end of the week to guide our watching. So we weren't spending our entire time watching Voyager. 
Um, <laughs> so first up was Monday, which was Murder Monday. Uh, typically a pardon my murder. Uh, we found a new one, which ticks almost all the boxes, uh, except uh, a few. It, it's a uh, sullen uh, widower police uh, captain who uh, is Irish in this one, and uh, he's got a spunky college-age daughter. That's another box. Ramon's These are all t-shirt? That seemed... No, I didn't see Ramon's t-shirt, but I should have been looking for it. She had a red beret in the first scene, and that's oh, okay. how I knew. You're spunky. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what year is this from? Uh, this is brand new. This is just this year. What's it called? Uh, Bloodlands. Bloodlands. And uh, as I mentioned, it, it takes place in Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland. A police uh, captain is uh, uh, kind of a, a case from his past has come up that's tied to the Troubles and the peace agreement in, in 98. Um, I think I've already solved it, um, but I'm not going to spoil it. But uh, I think I've watched enough things that, that little lines that would just normally pass you by, maybe you get a little flavor. If you think about it and go, oh, I think that reveals exactly who the killer is. I hope it's misdirection. Um, anyway, pretty good show. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep watching it, even though I think I know how it's going to end out. End up. Um, Tuesday was uh, Trek Thir- Trek Tuesdays. Uh, we watched some Voyager. It's getting better. It's still not very good, but you just kind of ignore that they're trying to get home and just view it as like a random Star Trek show. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Wednesday was Wild Card Wednesday. I wasn't feeling very well, so we didn't put any thought into it, and we just put on Voyager. So. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> But it's wild card. You watch whatever you want on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday is Thirsty Thursday, which is shows devoted to uh, or devoted to shows on the CW. Uh, and we chose uh, Riverdale. Oh no! You started it from and, the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning, and it's fantastic. It's it's so trashy and wrong, and super uh-huh. stylized. Yeah, and Miss Grundy is like 40, 45 maybe. Yeah. Not not the comics at all. No. Um anyway, uh Tadri fun. Yeah. Uh, uh Thursday is uh it was Babylon Fridays, but we watched two or three more episodes of Babylon 5 and have decided it's crap. And we'll not be finishing it. So now it is Sci Fridays. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to try to watch uh, Raised by Wolves. We'll let you know. And then Saturday was uh, Cinema Saturdays, which uh, was tonight's movie. You're next. Okay. Hmm. Julian, how about you? What did you watch? Uh, well, we finished up watching uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh, excellent. Uh, which is a fantastic, great, great show. Yeah. Have you both seen that one? Uh, I've not finished it. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm okay. two episodes from finished. All right. Uh, all right. I can't talk about 
a couple of things in. Uh, yeah, it's very good. I just leave it at that. White people are the monsters. Yeah. Generally, um, generally speaking, I mean, who knew? Yeah, there's the actual monsters. <laughs> there's a there's a bit. Um, you know that they take uh, bits from history uh, as yeah. launching points. So they take the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre, and they take Emmett Till. And yeah. Um, there's a bit concerning Emmett Till that I was really wondered why they why they did that and uh, why a certain character went through something. Um, to it, uh, for some reason, they're told they have no sympathy with what happened to Emmett Till. And then the character puts themselves through what he went through. And, uh, but then it's not mentioned again. I, I don't know why it happened. I, I have no clue. But, huh. um, uh, yeah, and it, huh. it ends with a suitably bonkers uh, <laughs> ending. It's, it's, it's really fun. Uh, yeah, um, good twists and turns right up to the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure of it. It's it's so bizarre, and it does seem to be thumbing its nose at H.P. Lovecraft for the racist that he was. Oh, it definitely deserves that. Now, have you read that poem? Oh, I've read that poem now. Yeah. I, oh my lord! I wasn't aware of it until no, because I, I've recently. got this book which is like the complete fiction of. Right. Obviously, they don't consider that fiction because it's not in there. But it's yeah, uh, yeah it's horrendous. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, he think of Lovecraft. Uh, there's there's that side of him, like the xenophobia that plays into the fear of the other, uh, which is which is not his great contribution to horror. I'm, he's like the major, as far as the 20th century is concerned, he was like the the major event. Uh, I think his contribution was making horror cosmic. Where uh, you're uh, you're in a universe where there are things that they they're not malevolent towards you. They just don't care about you. Yeah, you're this, like this byproduct of something they they did long long ago. They don't, they couldn't care less about the human race. Uh, and that, that was his. I think that was his major contribution. Um, you know, as well as the uh, you've got the xenophobia as well to deal with. Um, but uh, yeah, I know, uh, love the cast. Great uh, photography and special effects and everything. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Yeah. Um, also gave it a try to Possessor, which is the Brandon Cronenberg film from last year. And uh, I looked at a bunch of reviews. I couldn't find anyone who didn't love it. Hmm. Um, and uh, I found that surprising. I like... Uh, I was bored for a lot of it. Uh, I like anti-heroes. You know, I, I don't mind having a hero who's not a good person if they're interesting. Uh, if there's something compelling about the story, um, but uh, I see what the review saying. It's always oh, is mind-bending and uh, fun. So I didn't find it either of those. I found the basic <laughs> plot was yeah. We saw this plot forty years ago, and the you know. Uh, William Gibson cyberpunk plot, you know, complete with VR headsets and jacking into your skull and so on like that. Well, this is all familiar. Now, when, when do we get to the mind-bending bit? 
there's lots of uh, identities being swapped and transposed between bodies. Um, but, you know, again, that was familiar cyberpunk territory. Uh, it's extremely gory when it gets to the gory bits um, and practical effects. Um, very well done. Um, but uh, the it starts out, you, you know what the basic setup is, right? No idea at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're an ass- uh, assassins can go into other people's bodies to yes. do their job. Right. Yes, the idea is you've got this uh, uh, corporation and they've got people and there's one woman who's especially good at it. They uh, hack into someone else's body, play them uh, for a few days to set up a a story about why they would go mad. And then that person takes out some figure they want killed. which would be, you know, that would be a, a fun uh, Keanu Reeves action flick. But this one plays it really slow and somber, and uh, which which would be fine if I if it was like a, a new story to me, if it was interesting. Um, and again, it's just, uh, yeah, I've seen this. Um, and I've read it. Um, uh, what Her first hit, where the film starts out, uh, she takes over a, an employee at a function and stabs this uh, white dude to death. Um, and then she comes back out of this body and they have to rehabilitate her into her other life, which is increasingly becoming unfamiliar to her because she's been in so many other personas. But the uh, the person that you see in the first scene is this uh, black woman who's one of the employees, is the one who's been taken over. And then she has to be disposed of she has to um, basically she commits suicide by cop uh, at the scene and uh but that's that's never mentioned again and uh it just comes out as yeah these white people have just used her and thrown her away um which which would make for an interesting story if it was followed up but it's just never mentioned again and uh, i thought well I, i hate these people uh her other life is really boring um, and just sit around and wait for her to do her next uh, takeover. Yeah. Um, that becomes more interesting after a while because she takes over a man and she's trying to play him, but his girlfriend is seeing something weird about him. And uh, uh, and he's, he starts uh, uh, through various uh, accidents and events. He starts to be able to go back the other way so they're like swapping minds you you lose track of which persona is dominant uh so it's uh, very well performed because you have these people who are playing themselves they're playing themselves being played by someone else <laughs> and then they're playing themselves being played by someone else is playing someone else um so uh so uh yeah i i kept with it but uh i i didn't find it exciting like every other review i saw did Oh, okay. So, uh, <clears throat> might be just me. Might be just nude. I was in. Um, Actually, the review I I watched about it sounds a lot like uh, what you're saying. Okay. That they they didn't find it uh, a successful movie in the end. They found that it had a, a lot of problems. A lot of problems that you've you've brought up. Um, 
I still want to watch it just because. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, I I didn't realize that it was uh, sort of universally loved. From I I've only watched that one review okay. of it, and and the guy who I find I uh, I align a lot with his uh, views on movies and whatnot. Um, said a lot of what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to find uh, uh, black critics to see what they had to say about it because I thought, well, this, this is a major thing, major plot point, which no one in the movie has mentioned and no other reviews have mentioned. And, uh, you know, what, what, why? <laughs> it, was, it was a mystery to me. But they didn't mention it either. So, huh. Um, anyway, uh, watched uh, Impetigore, which is a... Uh, um, Indonesian movie from uh, 2019. This is another movie directed by Joko Anwar, who did uh, Satan Slaves and uh, Gundala, uh, both excellent films. And again, this stars uh, Tara Basro, who's got this terrific face for movies. You know, one of those faces, depending on how the light strikes it, it looks like a completely different, uh, well, it looks like a really different uh, personality coming through. Uh, you know, um, but she she's uh, yeah she's terrific. Um, so this this one it's uh, um, it's fairly familiar setup, but you see really unexpected things in it. Um, she's a she's a toll booth operator in the opening scene. She's uh, out on this lonely highway at her toll booth, and she's on the cell phone to her friend who's at another toll booth somewhere. And uh, there's no one around, and and you know that every so often this this car has come up, and this weird-looking guy has like leaned out of his window and stared at her, and then eventually gone away. And then, uh, of course, he comes back, and uh, she's getting increasingly nervous, and this guy's getting really weird, and things like escalate from there. Uh, it, it gets uh, really nerve-jangling. That's the pre-credits bit. <laughs> then, oh wow. Uh, she she gets a clue from him that there's some something to do with her family history at this village out in the wilderness. So uh, uh, her best friend insists on coming along. Uh, she goes back to her old family homestead, which turned out to be this big abandoned house in this village. Doesn't have a proper road going to it. You have to go there by like horse and carriage, basically, and. Uh, uh, there's some, you know, there's some sort of curse going on in this village. It has something to do with this guy who's a master of shadow puppetry. And uh, that, that plays into it. And uh, yeah, you, you, you quickly realize that they're in this terrible situation. And uh, it's really creepy. It's, it's kind of familiar, you know, if you've seen any rural horror thing like Texas Chainsaw or... Um, uh, you, you know how bad these things can get. Uh, it's got really good uh, photography and uh, soundtrack. Is really uh, really plays in your nerves. It's this sort of off-key choral, rising choral effect. Um, uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that movie uh, in Pettigore. It's on. Uh, I watched it on Blu-ray, but it's on uh, Shudder. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've liked all of Joko Anwar's films, like uh, yeah, Satan Slaves and Gundala. I recommend as well. So all that's right. uh, that's what I watched. Oh, cool. Well, for me, um, I've watched uh, mostly just episodes 
of From Dusk Till Dawn, the TV series uh, that's on Netflix. And uh, I got to say that I had watched maybe the first four when we talked last, and I watched another four or five or six. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And it's not just that I'm personally enjoying it. I think it's actually pretty good quality for television and very thoughtful from the um, perspective of we know our audience knows the movie and probably loves the movie and doesn't want us to do an injustice to the movie by poorly imitating it. So what they're doing is they're, they're uh, honoring the uh, source material by using bits and pieces of it where it makes sense, but not trying to have somebody who does poor impersonations of um, Cheech Marin or uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I might have mentioned last week that the guy who's got George Clooney's role of Seth Gecko does have some intonations that remind me of the way Clooney speaks, but I don't know that that's really um, deliberate. Uh, maybe it just kind of came naturally from getting into character. I don't know, but it doesn't bother me. And uh, when they finally get to the titty twister and, uh, and, and all the things that start happening at that place, uh, it's, it's on. And uh, no, Sama Hayek is not there, but her character that she played, uh, Santanico Pandemonium, is there. And uh, the actor that plays her is doing a great job. And uh, there's a lot of depth to that character. So they, they, you know, where you don't want it in other movies or, or other series, uh, this one you kind of do want to know, like, why is this a thing? And why, why is that a thing? And what's this temple all about? And uh, you just get that reveal about what is, the, what is this building at the end of uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. But it really lets you know more about it. So you get some history. I find uh, uh, there's often too much backstory to things, but yeah. this one gets it right. It feels like it gets it right because you get flashbacks and maybe some of the flashbacks go a little longer than you want, but it, do it doesn't really harm the, the momentum of the story and it doesn't uh, bore you. So, uh, yeah, there are times where, yeah, Rob Zombie don't tell us why Michael Myers is <laughs> the way he is. Um, this is more people. Yeah, sometimes, you know. Um, so uh, other than that, no, just a little bit of television and, uh, you know, that. And uh, you're next, which uh, will you had originally thought that you're next. Uh, you, you confused it with uh, what was it that you didn't like? Bloodlands, I believe. Was it Bloodlands because of the masks, or was it uh, the yes. or the strangers because of the home invasion? It was the ma no, it was Bloodlands because of the mask. Because uh, <clears throat> scrolling through that list of hundred best of the decade um, was a little thumbnail with the mask, and it looked piggish. Hmm. Um, I, it wasn't. Uh, but that's what it made me think of immediately was Bloodlands. And uh, I didn't care for that movie. No. And you watch something called Bloodland. Yeah. Which is funny. Um, but 
yeah, you did not like that one at all. And uh, I liked it better on the first watch than the second watch. But this one, uh, I have not seen it for probably a few years. And I'm re-watching it. You're watching it for the first time. Jolien, you own the thing, so I assume you've mm-hmm. watched it. Uh, yeah, I've, I watched it recently. Yeah. So, uh, guys, what was uh, what was the experience like? Will, you're the you're the newbie. Did you like this one? I did. I normally don't care for this uh, genre of horror. Um, slashers, I'm okay with, but I don't typically like the sort of home invasion movies. I tend to, I tend to find them. That every all the all the characters you're supposed to root for just kind of fall apart and get real, I don't know, stupid. Um, yep. And this movie doesn't do that. Aaron in this movie is really capable. <laughs> you gotta love Aaron, yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Do you want you, me to give a little brief rundown? Yeah, if you don't, if you don't mind, sort of uh, summar- summarizing what happens, the events of the movie, um, the yeah, setup. The so, setup's amazing. Uh, the movie opens with a uh, a couple postcoital, and uh, uh, the guy goes to get a shower. He's a little bit older, doughy looking dude, and she's kind of young, and she's walking around. She puts a CD on. And then uh, it cuts back to him in the shower and he gets out and he's, you know, kind of mumble talking to her. And, uh, and then he looks around and he doesn't see her. And then he sees on the window, uh, somebody who's written in blood, you're next. And she's laying out there in the patio dead. And then someone kills him. And we, we cut to the opening. And then uh, we, we settle on our characters. Uh, Aaron, as I mentioned before, is a grad student. Uh, she is with her former professor. Uh, she used to be his TA. Uh, but uh, former professor Crispin, and they're on their way to uh, his parents' house for their 35th wedding anniversary. Um, his parents are well-to-do. Um, and, and they get there, uh, they meet the parents and then they meet, uh, his siblings. He has a younger brother, Felix, an older brother, Drake, and a sister. I didn't catch her name. Amy? Um, was, it, was it Amy? Yes, that's it. Amy. And their respective, uh, others. Uh, there's Z with Felix or Zed as she's known in England. Um, (laughs) and, uh, Drake is with Kelly. Amy is with a guy named Tariq. With the scarf. And with the scarf, who's a documentary filmmaker. Yes. And they all sit down for dinner. And then somebody, uh, shoots an arrow through the window crossbow bolts and kills Tariq uh, and and then shit hits the fan yeah and, and there's a there's something interesting that happens it, there's a super uncomfortable exchange between two of the brothers where one of them says something uh, sort of disparaging or just sort of off the cuff 
very condescendingly. And the other brother takes issue with it and is calling him out on it. And it is not stopping and it's escalating. And it's, it's really super cringy, uncomfortable. The yeah. Other- they're all fighting. The whole family is fighting all of the, uh, the, what you imagine are the usual fights that this family has have come out despite their, you know, their better halves being there who are all newcomers. Everybody there appears to be, uh, all their relationships appear to be fairly fresh. Um, you don't get the feeling that anybody's, you know, they've been married for six years. There's no children. Um, you get the feeling none of the, well, you know, none of these people have met the parents before. Right. Uh, this becomes important later. Uh, Tariq gets killed and Drake takes an arrow to the shoulder and then the family's kind of coward. Oh, they cower into the in, to the uh, the foyer uh, by the front doors and decide whether or not they should go uh, get a car, one of their cars. And Amy decides she'll run for it. I don't know why they choose Amy. Because uh, the, the fellow with the bolt on his shoulder says that he's the fastest, but he's injured, so she's the fastest. Oh, okay. Yes, and uh, she runs into a uh, a wire and cuts her neck open and bleeds out on the floor. It's a terrible scene. Uh, so um, what happens then? The mother goes upstairs. Uh, yeah. Barbara Crampton. Uh, yeah. The mother played by Barbara Crampton. I am so disappointed they didn't get... Jeffrey Combs as the father. <laughs> that would have been so brilliant. Yeah. Or Bruce, or Bruce Abbott. Him. Oh, that'd be good too. Yeah, yeah I didn't recognize uh, Barbara Crampton. She uh, looks great. Yeah. She does. Uh, Tariq is played by Ty West. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really? Right, that's right. I keep forgetting yeah. which one <laughs> Which one was Ty West. Well, I think one of the screenwriters plays the, uh, or at least the, when he's got his mask off, he plays the the killer with the lamb mask. Yeah. I expect as a stuntman playing the, you know, doing the rest of the job. But when he's got yeah. his mask off, you can see a guy with a beard. That's one of the screenwriters. Ah, so uh, mom goes upstairs. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, there's a killer hiding under the bed who crawls out and dispatches her. Um and writes, uh, you're next in blood yeah. face on the wall. Yeah. Uh, and then what happens next? Well, we, we, you know, it's, it's interesting. We get a bunch of, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, they, they try calling 911. Of course, no one gets a signal. Um, uh, they reckon there's some kind of jammer. Yeah. yeah, we learn they're there's they're probably using some sort of jammer. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Aaron goes and locks windows and checks doors and goes into the kitchen and somebody breaks in the window, one of the killers, and she's able to uh, he grabs her by the hair, but she's able to stab him with the knife she smartly picked up through the hand and uh uh, get away from him. Um, 
And then upstairs. She runs off from the house, so we don't see her for a while. If I remember right. One of the one of the women gets to the other house that we saw in yeah, the first Kelly, scene. Kelly gets out. She freaks out and says, you know, she's taking off. And she gets to the neighbor's house thinking they're uh, alive, but just ignoring her. She's pounding on the window. And then the killer comes and knocks her through the window and kills her with a with a axe sledgehammer uh and uh then uh, let's see tiger mask gets a tiger mask gets in the house and attacks aaron oh that's right and she takes she takes out his knee first i think with a with a mallet a meat mallet yeah tenderize it (laughs) Uh-huh. And then she kicks him in the nuts smartly. Yep. And then she beats his head in. With the, yeah. with the tenderizer. With the tenderizer. And instead of hitting him once and leaving him yes. to get back up and, and torment them later, she beats his fucking head in as you're supposed to. Right. It doesn't stop until it's just mush. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's great final go. Yeah, he's not going to be in yeah. your next two. <laughs> it's fantastic because that always always gets me in these movies yes. they'll hit someone in the head once and knock them down and then just leave them be nope you yeah know, or even or, worse go over and try to check on them and yeah, see the, who they are so they can pop up and kill you they'll stand astride them yeah that's always good yeah. oh, there's they're still holding a machete or something like, huh yeah huh. doesn't seem to be breathing how peculiar <laughs> Yeah, she's not the fool in this movie whatsoever. And so then uh, the dad goes upstairs uh, to check on the mom because uh, he doesn't know she's dead yet. I think they told him that she was just lying down. Yes, the son's telling him. And so then he goes and he sees that she's dead. He he kind of freaks out. And then he's attacked by a... uh, a masked killer uh, and um, Felix and Z are with him at the time. They get downstairs. They were also with Aaron when, uh, when she killed the guy in the tiger mask, she uh, admonishes him for not helping. Um, at the time you think is the first time you were, you're thinking, okay, they're just freaked out. Um, although I have to say there was a look, earlier i don't remember exactly when the disease had when things started when the uh whole thing started uh, she had a look of knowing yeah uh artificial calmness something there it was real brief but i caught it mm-hmm. and i thought mm, inside job been on this shit yep <laughs> um so they get. Uh, they decide. Aaron tells them we need to get some boards, um, board up windows, find out what we can use as weapons, get stuff from the basement. So Felix and Drake head down to the basement. Um, you find out that uh, Felix is in on it. Well, you've already found out because he talked to the killer. You find out that he's he and Z are in on it. Um, he kills Drake. Um, 
Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, Z asks Aaron how she knows all this stuff. And Aaron says that she, her dad uh, raised her in the outback as a sort of survivalist until she was 15 and moved to the States, which is funny because I came up with the almost the exact same backstory for her earlier based on her accent because ah. it was Australian, but very light. We're like, mm. and I, I told Eugenio, it's like, I think, I think she grew up in Australia, but moved here as a child or, you know, uh, a young teen. And, uh, and so anything she learned in Australia would have the Australian accent. Anything she learned in America is sort of Americanized. Yeah. And so she's kind of lost her Australian accent, sort of, not completely. But uh, uh, anyway, she and Z uh, pound uh, nails and boards um, for two reasons. One for the movie and one for the viewer. Uh, the, <laughs> the reason for the movie is she wants to put boards with nails sticking up out of them in front of the windows. So if someone steps in, they step on a nail for the movie so you can see those nails are real yep and they go through the wood twice which is which is fantastic you know i love when they set up a weapon or or something awful you know and you you know ooh, that's really heavy and that's going to hit someone in the head or you yeah know, that that nail's going to go right into someone's eye um moments of target practice sometimes to establish a weapon or you know the, destruct, yeah, the destructive yeah. force of the weapon that you're aware of, you know, it's like, oh, that, yeah. that bullet really does explode a thing, you know. And even if you know, you're, and you're like, well, I watch movies, I know knives are sharp and guns kill. But when you see it, it's, it reinforces that. It's really, yeah. it's, it's a great yeah, little That was one trick. of uh, uh, Tom Savini uh, recommended yeah. doing that. To set up, you know, if you have an axe, you've got to introduce it's got some weight, it's sharp, it's it you know, drag it along the floor or hits a, hit a piece of wood before you hit anybody with it. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. That's where I first heard of it was was Tom Savini. Uh, I may have heard it from you. I may have read it. I don't remember. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, once I learned that, I was like, oh, that is so brilliant. It's so perfect for movies. And I'm glad this movie did that. Uh now, it didn't really take much. If I can interrupt for just a second, uh, somebody established what a car could do to Tom Savini just recently. Uh, really? He was hit oh, by no. a car, and he, he's in the hospital, but he's, he's, he's going to make it. Uh, oh, man. He's, he's posted pictures, but uh, apparently, uh, I don't remember if he was bicycling. I think he was bicycling, not walking. Um, but a car hit him, and uh, his head bounced off the windshield, so... Like the back, I think the Ooh. back of his head has a... Just like in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, see? Did they establish that the windshield was hard? I think... I like think maybe they, with a watermelon they, to it first? By hitting him with it, they established how hard it was. And how tough Tom Savini is. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to joke. I, I hope he's well. He's, uh, he seems like it. I've been keeping an eye on his, uh, his Instagram and whatnot. And he's, he's tough. I don't, I don't care yeah, that he's over he, 70. He, he'd kick everyone's ass. Yeah. So, yeah, but Tom so, Savini's well, rule, establish the thing, let, let the viewer see the thing. And then, you know, when <laughs> later, when <laughs> one of these masked guys steps on the nail, who boy. 
Ooh, yeah, it's it's rough. Have either one of you ever and stepped on a nail? No. I don't uh, recommend it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I did, no, I take it back. I did step on one at Meiniger's, but thankfully it didn't go, it went in and through my, the bottom of my shoe and poked me, but I was able to not like put my weight down on that foot and ah. stop. And so I wasn't, I, you know, I was uninjured. I'm going to guess uh, a broken pallet. Exactly. Ah, knew it. Those things are so dangerous. Mine was on a construction site and, uh, I, there's no need to go down this rabbit hole. I'll just say it never happened while my dad was well and running the crew. But, uh, when my older brother was running the crew, he had a couple of knuckleheads and, uh, yeah, we had a we had a rule about back those nails out. You don't set that board down. You back the nails out first. And uh, yeah, you get some some uh, soft in the head, you know, characters, and pretty soon you're stepping on nails. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's the short version. So yeah, we we uh, we see a lot of uh, ingenuity um, coming from Aaron, and uh, it's it's fun to see like a capable character who's not Rambo levels you know she yeah, she sticks a toe in that water but she's not Rambo levels right out of the gate but uh, no but she, like how, she would go ahead Sorry. I like how they say that uh, she was uh, brought up in a survivalist camp in Australia but you could just say Australia because <laughs> yeah. like Australia is like Skull Island like it's got the most <laughs> deadly of everything on the planet lives yeah. there yeah and can come crawling out of your bathroom i, thought, at any I moment. thought the same thing it's, it's redundant I, I made that joke while we were watching it was like you know arrows are coming through the window it was like she's calm because this is just normal australia you know everything's trying to kill you all the time yeah well you know it's interesting we get a cold open with a kill in it um but it's 26 minutes into the movie before one of these um, characters at the dinner table gets killed. So there wasn't even a dull moment before there was killing. You know, there was drama. There was cringy stuff. Um, and we did get, and I don't know if we mentioned this at the beginning of, of uh, summarizing, but there was a, a noise upstairs and the parents were like, what? And uh, one of the guys was already there. And, yes. uh, and that was weird but excusable in in the you know in storytelling but then when the dad finds the little hobo nest in the closet of somebody who's been hiding out and peeing in a bottle and eating you know protein bars and bottled water then you have to think all right they've been in the house whoever they are yeah your your horrible kids they they seem like nice parents it seemed like really nice parents. Do you yeah. think? Do you think just rich people are the monster? Do you think having wealth makes you a horrible person? Like money is the root of all evil. Apparently, or love of money. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you can take perfectly nice people and then introduce a vast amount of money and see what happens. Yeah. Although one of my favorite quotes was uh, always, uh, uh, "Money doesn't change people; it just unmasks them." Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Sudden, sudden wealth reveals a man. You were going to be an asshole with money. You're gonna... 
He's yeah. just a secret asshole like us. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you see that in? Uh, did you ever? Did you ever watch the series Silicon Valley? I uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I have not. One of the one of the characters ends up in the CEO position at some point, where it was by default through some sort of decision making process. The guy who should have been CEO couldn't because of some conflict of interest business wise. And these guys are just, they don't have it together. They're really good at uh, computer stuff, but not really understanding business and the structure of it. And one of the guys who becomes CEO unexpectedly is uh, just a tyrant right out of the gate. (laughs) So I kind of felt, yeah, like this is a, this is a theme. We have seen this. Yeah. So, um, Aaron then ventures upstairs for some reason. I don't know why she goes upstairs. I don't remember. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, but she, her, her boyfriend is one of the sons, isn't he? Yeah. Is she looking for him? Cause yeah. he's, he's like disappeared at this point, isn't he? Oh yes. Crispin at some point says he, he's going to make a run for it. And and he takes off a little bit later. Felix uh, mentions to Aaron that, oh, you're, you know, Crispin will make it. He's tough. And she quickly corrects him and says, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which was great. Yeah. Again, something you don't normally see in a movie. Normally be like, oh, yeah, you know. He's great. Um, he is great. Right. You know, but he's like, no, he's a fucking literature professor. He's not tough. He's not going to scrap with one of these masked guys. And, yeah, you know, he, and he looks like he'd be out of breath by the end of the driveway. <laughs> yeah. I think she goes upstairs to check on the dad and finds the dad dead. Right, okay. And then she's attacked by one of the masked killers um, who's in the bedroom. She smartly jumps out the window. Well, yeah. She throws herself through the window ending up with a big piece of glass in her leg, uh, but she gets away. Um, although injured, and, and you get to see her pull a big piece of glass out of her leg, which is real squeamish. No, it <laughs> makes you real squeamish. She, she's attacked by a crossbow. And then she's attacked by a guy, yeah, with the crossbow. Has she overheard the conversation by this point? Because I feel like she has. Mm, no. No, I think she gets back into the house. And that's yeah, when she, she hides behind the curtain. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's when she overhears. Because um, the guy comes in after her. Like, they all go looking for her. And she doubles back and goes through the window. Yeah. And he comes along, the killer, uh, I think, in the lamb mask. He shows up, and he looks in, and he sees the board with the nails in it. And he scoffs. And then he steps in. And she was smart because she placed the second board with nails in it back a little way so you wouldn't see it until you stepped in and he puts his full weight down on that nail Uh. oh it's nasty it's fantastic it really is Uh, you know and he uh he was also wearing some really broken down jungle boots which i was like man i feel like his ankle was going to just snap walking around in those things for some reason yeah um and that's, uh, he, you know, he's all freaked out. He also sees the tiger mask guy earlier and he kind of freaks out over that. Um, and that's when you, that's when, uh, Aaron who's hidden behind the curtain 
Pierce, Felix, Z, and one of the killers. Two of them. Uh, um, Fox two of the killers. Yeah, the second killer shows up too. Fox and Lamb uh, are the two that are are left. Yeah. Fox, Lamb, and Tiger. Yeah. yeah. Tiger's been dispatched. Yeah. And so then, um, Felix offers them more money, and you learn the whole plot that he's. He's hired these guys to kill mom and dad and everybody else so he can get the inheritance. Big Scooby-Doo exposition reveal. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I was delighted because I love the uh, old Dark House mysteries and they're always like masked killers knocking off people and it turns out to be for the inheritance. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's like, we oh, are. great, we're back in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that was great. Uh, it was a simple, understandable you know, plot device. It was great. Uh, and then Aaron's phone goes off because she's been trying to text uh, to 911 uh, even though there's a jammer she says if you have at least one bar you can get a text through to 911 possibly um, and so they try to get her and does she do? She goes to she, the basement, she drops the killer who tries to get her, and then she gets away from him. Yeah. She, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She ends up in the, the guy in the land mask. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. She uh, she kills the one guy. Um, she kills the guy in the basement, but then she ends. Yeah. Up, she goes down to the basement then, and she she has the uh, Polaroid camera. Oh yeah, she she's blinding up, yeah, him. Camera. Yeah. Camera. So the flash keeps going off. So he's uh, kind of blinded by it. And then I think uh, she clubs him over the head with a piece of uh, firewood. Yeah. You, you only see it in the flashes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really effective. Yeah. She knocks out all the other lights. So he, he has no light to go down into and find her. Uh, and then she gathers up some uh, tools in the basements. And what does happen then? They end up she, in the kitchen. Oh, she goes up to the door and she's got a screwdriver, but then she makes a noise, I think. Yeah, she knocks something over and one of the killers hears her and tries to get in through the door. And... Yeah, but then f the, the fox mask guy... Uh, let's see, he's been killed. So who do we have left at this point? Which one is it? We it's, just have uh, the lamb. Just the lamb, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna fall for that trap that she set up at the door. That that uh, Warner Brothers esque um, <laughs> that Looney Tunes. <laughs> uh, it's weighted axe above the door, isn't it? Actually, yeah. it's very similar to the one that on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, uh, what's I it? thought of Home Alone. <laughs> that, that too there is some definitely there's some home alone. like oh she's gonna home alone the whole thing yeah they go out the killers actually leave the house we we've kind of messed up the telling here because at some point the killers go out and think she may have made it down the road yeah so they send Felix, felix and z with a crossbow after her and the killer goes back into the house and that's when he he uh avoids the door so uh it get 
it functions to get two of the killers away from you know Felix and Z away from the house so she can deal with the the lamb mask guy. Um, what happens then? Oh, let's see. Well, I know they end up in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, she's with Felix and Z in the kitchen. Yeah. Now there's How a. Did she dispatched the lamb mask guy though. Um, I'm trying to remember if he's the very last one. Because Fox, Fox Mask was the one that she kills in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we we uh, we find out that um, that uh, when Felix's cell phone rings and um, Aaron answers without speaking, so Aaron's got the phone to her ear, and she hears the whole plan um, revealed, and then she. Uh, she gets. She finds out that the, her own boyfriend is is uh, one of the operatives here, and uh, that, yeah. that's that's like the the big crushing thing for her. But yeah, the, she kills Felix and Z in the kitchen, and and this is dispatches one, Felix with a blender, which is fantastic. <laughs> that's really different. Um, did you guys? And here's the here's where I really want to just ask: Did you see the visual? When she stabs Z in the top of the head with that knife, did you see the visual of what happens there? Uh, Not sure what you're going for. Okay, so Z has this sort of uh, Mia Wallace from Pulp Fiction, uh, Betty Page-ish Bob haircut. Yeah, and it's a dark, very dark brunette hair haircut. Uh, now, when you watch this movie again, and I assume you you will one day. Uh, you'll see that when uh, Aaron stabs her through the top of the head with this black handled knife, she kind of falls back before sliding down and, and just collapsing on the floor with this knife handle sticking straight up out of the top of her head. She's side by side with a black skillet with a black handle on it hanging on the wall. You'll see it side by side. Like she, she's the same. She's the same shape as the skillet for just a second. As she starts oh, to slide. okay. Yeah. It's really funny. And it's like, I know I didn't catch that the first time I saw the movie. And I just happened to like, <laughs> it's framed nicely side by side. In fact, uh, I'll have to see if anyone else has noticed that and posted a picture of it. But otherwise, I'll see if I can screen capture it somehow. Yeah. But yeah. So she's a skillet head, you know, skillet shaped head. But yeah, so, that's, uh, I mean, it's like. So you messed with Aaron and you found out. <laughs> yeah. Crispin comes in. Uh, he's he's like trying it. to, he's like saying, yeah, you've ruined everything. How, how are we to know you're so good at killing people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really upset. <laughs> and then she was supposed to, you find out that she was supposed to be a. Um, innocent witness. A witness to yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. An innocent witness. Um and she wouldn't be harmed. Um, he promises her a lot of money and a trip after all of this, and she proceeds to stab him in the neck and then the eye. <laughs> yeah, as you do. It's like, I'll go to Paris myself without you. Yeah. You, you parent-murdering monster who killed all your yeah. siblings. Ugh. Um. Yeah, that the, uh, the, the cop turns up. Oh yeah, and then the cop turns up and shoots her, thinking she's just well, she has just killed someone. 
Um, he goes to the front door and opens it right before he does. She screams, don't. You see the axe fly down, and then the words, you're next, splash up, and it's over. Now, do you think she lives? I like to think so. Yeah, she's Australian. It's just a scratch. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably been shot before. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it wasn't a um, fatal wound, so... Yeah, it was the sh- to the shoulder. Yeah. You probably want to, you know, get it looked at. Probably. But... <laughs> probably lost at least two of her limbs to sharks and just sewn them back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Australia stuff. So yeah, what a what a wild ride once it gets going. Yeah, and, and there's that crazy thing that we didn't mention is that that song um, that Dwight Tilly, looking for magic or whatever it is, um, that plays at the neighbor's house. Yeah, and and the disc just happens to be on repeat. So uh, yeah. the dead guy's been sitting there not listening to this song, and uh, we we get it a few times. It's kind of a catchy song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've we've uh, we've seen a whole bunch of crazy stuff by the time this movie's over. And uh, if you don't catch that knowing look in the beginning, you're pretty far into the movie before you know for sure that these two are in on it, and yeah. that the uh, the killers are motivated by, you know, an inside job. And. The, and uh... It's hinted that they're military guys. Yeah. And although I was not uh, shocked by the twist with Crispin, I did know earlier when she was talking to Z and Z asked her how she knew all this. She said, you know, she explains her backstory. She said, and I've not even told Crispin this kind of hinting that it's a, it's a sore spot for her. She's not brought it up. Right. And I wondered why did they put that line in there? But then mm-hmm. you find out Crispin's in on it. That's why they put that line in there. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, I like it when they're a little more clever than than the usual script. Yeah, yeah. This one uh, didn't leave a lot of dumb loose ends. You know, didn't leave any really. And, uh, and that no. As someone who watches a lot of this kind of stuff, you, you got to appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just really appreciated how how capable and uh, you know uh, evil even headed that she was through this. She did not spend most of the movie screaming, uh, crying. Uh, you know, it's nice to see somebody who's like, okay, well, this is the situation. Yes. Yeah, somebody fighting back for real. Because we, we debated it while we were watching it, you know. It's a lot like when we, uh, we had Luke on for uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. What do you do? And I was like, I don't know if you'd want to go upstairs. Because if they come up after you, you only have the windows to go out of. Right. You really want to jump. Definitely don't want to go to the basement and get trapped down there. Yeah. So do you stay on the f- first floor? It's like, do you get everybody in one room, I suppose? Everybody with a kitchen knife? Yeah, our, our expert. Will they come in for you? Yeah, our, our expert basically told us make a pinch point, you know, like have everything else barricaded to where there's only one place they can come through and pick them off as they come through. But yeah. his, his, but you know, when we asked him, do you do the upstairs, the main floor, or the basement? 
And he's like, none of the above. I'd keep moving. I wouldn't stay at the farmhouse. And uh, that was my, yeah. Yeah. That would keep you. That was my other thought was like, uh, you, you have two choices that I see. You would be either stay together in one room on the main floor, everybody armed or everybody picks a window and everybody runs for it. Mm. Yeah. Not all of you are going to make it. Uh, but you don't think there's more than three people out there that can't get at you all. Right. Somebody's going to get away. Um, I don't have to yeah. outrun the grizzly bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's nature survival 101. You know, you know, but you don't, you don't know if them coming in, um, if you're going to be able to, you know, keep everyone alive. Right. Then either. Um, you also staying in the house. I had the fear that they would set the house on fire. Yeah. And, and that, that's a danger all along. Of course, uh, you know, being that's in- not something zombies usually can do set a fire. So right. that didn't come up when we talked to Luke, but that's my thought was like, they'll just, they'll burn the house down around you if they really want you. And in this case, you know, we wouldn't know until later in the movie that it's an inside job, but they, the people set to inherit the house certainly wouldn't want it burned down. So yeah. there's that. But you don't know that at the beginning when everything's going down. Right. At, uh, you know, at the dinner party. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy how it goes from just a mundane, uncomfortable, cringy uh, dinner party to all hell breaking loose. I mean, honestly, this this is not uh, uh, this is not some weird contrived thing. This is just like a series of events that just sets off and just keeps going. Uh, yeah, very very satisfying for for a movie viewer, I think. Yeah. Well, should we uh, do the recommends? I yeah, I strongly recommend this one. Yeah. Do you think horror Glad fans? You guys had me watch this one. Cool. Do you think, uh, obviously horror fans are going to dig it. We all do. Um, everyone I've talked to is pretty much liked it. Um, what about non-horror fans? Do you think this is too much? Is, is yeah. the, the gore is probably too much? Uh-huh. Yeah. Jolene, you recommend this one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely. yeah, you, you've, you've owned the, the disc of it and <laughs> you've watched it more than once. I would mm-hmm. assume, uh, yeah, I recommend it as well. Um, having seen it before, and, and it came to my attention that, yeah, Will had mistaken another movie for this one or this one for another movie. I thought, yeah, yeah, perfect timing. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then the director. Here's something worth mentioning. The director is directing that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong movie that's coming up. Oh. Uh, if I I'm... think he directed the previous Godzilla, didn't he? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. He uh, did. Godzilla King of the Monsters. And he also did the Blair Witch remake or reboot, whatever. Yeah. Requel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, you know, we've got some people who aren't new at this, but they aren't, uh, they're not uh, burned out on it either. Phoning it in, you know, still excited about the process of making a movie and telling a story. But uh, the effects were good. The acting was a, above what you'd expect from uh yeah. you know you know a movie that just came out of nowhere it's like yeah you get everyone's different characters like uh, defined enough yeah 
without mm. having to labor any backstory or anything. Just, yeah. 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 Not... I was, I was kind of worried we were going to have to, you know, sit through 45 minutes of everybody's little personal squabbles yeah. and get to know the whole family and right. be bored to tears before something right. else happened, especially because of the, the kind of front loaded nature of the kill right off the bat. Yeah. You're like, oh, they're setting it up. It's going to be a slow burn, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but no, no, it was not that a slow burn's bad. But uh, you can overdo it with trying to learn these characters, what who these characters are. Yeah, um, it's like Drake is know? a dick. Uh, his brother's not having it. It, it gets really cringy. The yeah, you, Eugenia was like, oh, I don't like these people. It's like you can't like these people. You've got to. <laughs> want to see them dispatched in some way <laughs> right. you know typically that's that's how it goes in these movies is yeah I'm not, one or two of them are kind of good but you know most people eh, i'm not so sorry to see drake go or see you know right. so and so go <laughs> but you don't kill barbara crampton come on don't do that she's <laughs> she's awesome it doesn't help that yeah. she's so funny and cool in real life, but, uh, you know, she's, uh, well, she, she's a good actor. She, she puts up with getting killed off in movies. That's fine. This was part of her comeback. I mean, she'd been gone for a handful of years and, uh, right. made her way back into movies and, and has stayed back, which I think is great. Yeah. Keep, keep making stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who's next then? Jolien, are you, are you up next? You're next. Uh, yeah, yes, it's me. <laughs> um, uh, it's pretty obvious and it's probably bad timing, but uh, we've mentioned it before, but uh, shall we do April Fool's Day? Let's do it. Ooh, okay. April Fool's Day is perfect. Let's do that. Because that, the actual day falls midweek. But, <clears throat> uh, That's so all right. Not good, great timing, but... Yeah, it's not like anyone's we, throwing an April Fool's themed party and, you know, wants to know whether or not to watch the movie. So, yeah. uh, so it's, you know, it's on streaming. Yeah. So. Okay. So the original, there was some lame remake, right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know why they do it. But yeah. The eighties one. Yeah, obviously. Okay, great. <laughs> that seems like a thing. Should we, uh, do we have anything else before we get out of here? Godzilla versus so. uh, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong, Kong someday someday yeah I, I won't be able to see that for a while we'll, we'll try and figure something out for this we, yeah we, we got to and uh, yeah well let's uh, let's let's wrap it up and um, do this again listeners thank you for listening you're next <laughs>